0: Um, so yesterday, after uh, the short Devah uh, Torah, when I gave over, somebody came over to me and asked me a question. Uh, we, we learned yesterday from the Rashi that the reason why it tells you the age of Levi, that Levi lived up to 137 years, so that you can figure out from this when the slavery actually begin. Began in Egypt, since we know that Mayomos Echov that the slavery began, uh, after that, uh, entire generation passed away of Chol Echov. Levi was the last one to pass away. So since we know, uh, that it only started after Levi, we can figure out, as we figured out yesterday, it comes out, from the Rashi comes out to 116 years from the time they were 210 years from the time that Yaakov came down to Mitzrayim, but it was for 116 years that they served over there. So somebody asked me, "What?" So somebody asked me, "Why, did, if, if that's why, didn't the passage just say that they worked for 116 years and not tell you the ages?" And I was going to answer him. He left really quickly, but I was going to tell him, well, "What would the rabbi give us Russia then?" <laughs> if the passage would have said that, then I wouldn't have to teach anything. <laughs> Tells you in an obscure way, so b'meila uh, you can come and figure it out. But of course, it tells you the age also, and the Torah teaches you many different ways in a roundabout way. Uh, just a very uh, short word uh, again. You know, this parsha is sort of a following from a follow up from the last week's parsha. Moshe uh, Rabbeinu was sent by God uh, to help the Jewish people, but as it turns out, not only did it not help. But Paray actually increased the burden, and he made it a lot worse for them. So Moshe Rabbeinu complained to God. He says, "How could it be? You know, how could it possibly be? It doesn't make any sense. You know, you're sending me for a mission to help, to do good, but you know, you haven't saved them. Why did you send me? Why did you do bad for these people? So what does God answer him in this week's parsha?" So God says to him, according to... I mean, it's various very different interpretation. But one interpretation of Rashi, Rashi, says, Oh, Rashi says, God says to Moshe, You know what? I am, feel terrible about the righteous people that have passed on already. He says, you're not like Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Shem says, Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. I've made them a lot of promises. I've told them different things and I've never come through to them yet they never questioned they believed, they believed, they just took it with the Amunah Shuta, just simple faith and they took God for His Word and you Moshe Rabbeinu are asking right away his question God sort of says, I miss the, the obvious who followed me faithfully so it seems like almost from this conversation over here that Moshe Rabbeinu was lacking some Amunah, like the Amram Yitzchak Yaakov, you know, they had the Amunah and the belief in HaKadosh Baruch Baruchu. And uh, Moshe Rabbeinu had questions and he was challenging God. He wanted to know why. But it's a little bit, you know, surprising that the Torah A, we know Moshe Rabbeinu was the seventh. If we start from the Tzadikim and he's considered the seventh generation, Moshe Rabbeinu, when you count the generations, uh, from from Avram Avinu, he's the seventh generation, and we know that the Kolashvin Ashvim Chavivin, seventh are special. He was on a very high madriga, and so it's kind of hard to to just simply understand it that Moshe Rabbeinu was lacking faith. And of course, why would the Torah tell us about uh, this fact? You know, tell us something derogatory about Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, but. It must be that it's a very profound lesson over here, it's a, like very important for us to really know this, it's very, it's, it's for us to understand it. If you look in the Chumash, basically, if we try to ke- put into different categories, the others Abraham, Yisrael, Yaakov, they were bo- mostly it was about the emotions they were mostly emotionally involved in their service to God we see Avram Oyevi, Avram Chesed Yitzchok was Gevura, Pachad Yitzchok it was Aves Hashem, Yiris Hashem especially the way the mystics look at it uh, in the Kabbalah you see that this has to do with the emotional level they serve God through their uh, feelings and that was their own connection to God but Moshe on the other hand he served Hashem, he was the one that brought down the Torah, the Torah he was connecting to Hashem on an intellectual level Moshe Rabbeinu uh, his level was to try to understand in other words, not just to employ simple faith but also to have a, a meaning and to be able to bring down the faith in such a level so that he also can explain to himself and to others to be able to see Hashem's kindness and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu, in order for him to continue doing his service which is mostly an intellectual service of God, the connection to God he was looking for answers and he was looking for meaning, he was looking for explanation not because he was doubting so much God, or he was questioning God but he was looking for the explanation, he wanted to see how to rationalize, how to bring it into a level that one can make sense out of it but yet the Torah finds it important to tell us this very important Kalal, this very important rule as much as we are expected and required to use our intellect to try to investigate and you know unlike other uh, religions lahavdil who just say you have to go blindly follow, just accept and ask no question Yiddishkeit allows for questions Yiddishkeit, Judaism, our faith allows for questions and we look and we search for answers of course if we don't have the answers doesn't mean that it changes our belief, but that's what Hashem was basically writing in this parashim, telling us notwithstanding the fact that we have to investigate, and we have to use our intellect, but we have to remember that the bottom line is that it has to all be based it has to be very strongly founded and very anchored very deeply in a deep-rooted faith in Hashem so that notwithstanding the fact that if you have a question and you're looking for an explanation but yet that shouldn't weaken you that shouldn't cause any um, any shake-up, and to continue to believe that at the end, as we see in the story of Yetzius Mitzrayim, that it all ended up in a very positive way. Now, of course, in this simple reading of the parshias, it's still hard to understand, what did the Jews do, how come did they, why did they have to go down to exile, they didn't do anything wrong, why did they go, Mitzrayim, Hashem said to Avram, Avinu, they will go down, they will be, and they will serve them, they will afflict them, but why, what did they do, why was it necessary uh, for them, but in the, again, in the uh, Kabbalah, it talks about that before a tremendous revelation, there is a Uh, tremendous Hester, there's a tremendous hiding and obscurity in which to proceed that great light, there has to be uh, a sort of a level of, in which God, so to speak, hides from the world, and that is the system, the way it works, but that's another Shmuz. I also just wanted to take this opportunity and um, I think from the feedback that I've gotten, uh, everybody, that this was a a very, uh, very special move and I want to be Makya very much to Rabbi Miller, who's not here now, I was hoping maybe tomorrow will be here for the last day, but I did want to express my Akkora to him for making this arrangement because speaking to the people of the community, I think that everybody is really uh, happy and feels very good that Two shuls, two different nusachs, you know, get together to support each other, and you know, we all having an easier time making a, this during this time of the year. Uh, on a personal level, I had to daven for the yomet, so for me it was easier to have some of the uh, service of yerach Chabad. But this shows on the greatness and uh, the, what a special community, what a special. Rabbonim that we have here, who are able to look beyond, you know, very little and smallness and be able to look at the larger and the greater picture, the greater good of unifying the community as a whole and I think that a lot of credit is uh, to Rabbi Miller for initiating this and then working together, I'm definitely uh, personally very, uh, very thankful to him for doing this, so Tomorrow uh, will be the, uh, according to the rotation, will be the last time that this community minyan together uh, will uh we'll over here at Chabad. Starting with next week, I guess for another eight weeks. Uh, I didn't look exactly at the calendar. I guess that's when they will move the clock again, and I guess that you know uh, the congregations will be independent at that time. Each will have enough people. The time will be such that everybody can get their own minion. So then we will, once again, we have each one has their individuality, their nusach should be respected. But in the time when we need each other, we can all get together. So yeah, shirkoyach to all the people that came to Daven and to brought it about. This is a, I think we are, uh, could be an example for other communities how to be, you know, respectful of one another and work together in a, in a way of ahdus and unity all together.